Well, if you're here today for the first time, it's a great Sunday to be here. It is Vision Sunday today, and I'm talking about the vision of our church today. Vision is really, really important to talk about from time to time. Matter of fact, here's what the scripture says in Proverbs 29 and verse 18. It was one of the first scriptures that I memorized in God's word. And it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. You see, it's important that from time to time that I take time to share the vision that God has given us as a church because without vision, people perish. Without vision, families perish. Businesses perish. Churches perish without vision. Matter of fact, let me read this verse to you out of the Message Bible. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And we don't want to stumble all over ourselves as a church, so we have to stay focused on God's vision for our church. Vision is powerful. It's powerful for your life, and it's powerful for our church. Helen Keller said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight with no vision. And it's so true. Without vision, there's no direction. Without vision, there's no hope. Without vision, there's no passion. Without vision, there's no kingdom results. So vision is vital. And I want to take time today to talk to you about the vision of People's Church. But before I, I dive into the vision, I, I want us to see how God used the vision of People's Church to change lives in 2017. Church, God did amazing things and it changed a lot of lives in 2017. I want you to check out what God did in 2017. Check out this video. Together of God doing more through our church. Church, let's chase the dream together. God's just getting started. Come on, would you dream with me about more changed lives? got prayer, so much love, job opportunities were giving, and medical um, screenings and things like that. It, it met every need, I, I feel, and just overjoyed, overjoyed, and um, truly thankful. On those launch days, over a thousand people said yes to Jesus, and that's what it's all about. It's planning churches to reach people so that we impact eternity. Hope is everything in their life. And so when these children come into school, hope is established in their life, and all of a sudden there's a light that comes on and they begin to know that, hey, we can make it. I can become someone. It is an amazing thing that just takes place. standing at the back of the room and, and a woman just out of the blue walked up to me and was like, I just want to thank you for being here today. It means the world to me to have this service brought out here. And to know that you would come out here is more than what I could ever ask you to do and you don't even know me.
Come on, People's Church. Give God some praise. Oh, you can do better than that. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. Thank you, Lord, for changing lives. What a mighty God we serve. The great I am. I think I might have had a tear or something in my eye. Maybe some dust, something happening. God is so good. I want to talk to you about the vision of People's Church today. Our vision is really simple. It's an easy vision. I think complicated is hard to accomplish. It's easy, simple, so we can get it done. And one reason it's simple is because I'm from Wewoka. Somebody pray for me. Come on now. <laughs> Number one is this. Here's our vision. Everybody say, know God. That's our vision. We want to help people know God. God's heart has always been to reach lost people. That the very reason Jesus left heaven and came to earth was to help lost people know God. Matter of fact, the scripture says in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. God's number one passion is to seek and to save lost people. He wants everybody to know him. It's God's focus. That, that's why the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, and when, when Jesus said, if there's a hundred sheep and if one goes away, I, I will leave the 99 and go after the one lost sheep because God is passionate about reaching lost people. And friends, because God is passionate about reaching lost people, people's church is passionate about reaching lost people. And, and we use what I call the Apostle Paul's method. To reach lost people. If you're not familiar with the Apostle Paul's method to reaching lost people, I, I want to show that, share that with you today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 19, it says this, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. Paul said, I made myself a slave to everyone. My goal was to win as many as as possible. And at People's Church, we are trying to win as many people as possible with the good news of Jesus Christ. We are not trying to keep people out of our church. We're trying to get people into our church. We're not trying to build bridges, uh, build walls to keep people out. We're actually trying to build bridges into the community to get people into church to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul goes on to say in verse 20, to the Jews... I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. Now notice this. I have become all things to all people. Come on, everybody say all people. Notice that I've become all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might save some, all possible means. Paul says, I'll do whatever it takes to reach the lost people. He's basically saying, I will do anything short of sin to reach people far from God. And at People's Church, we use the Apostle Paul's method. We will use anything short of sin to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. We believe there's a real heaven and a real hell. 
We believe people will spend eternity either in heaven or in hell. We believe eternity is a reality, and we want to do everything that we can to keep people from hell and to help people go to heaven. Church, understand this. Because we believe there's a heaven and a hell, we are not just here for us. We're here for them. We're not just here for us as a church. We're here for people who aren't here yet. We're here to reach people who are far from God. And we want to reach all people. Paul said, listen, I'm I'm here trying to reach all people, the weak, the Jew, those not Jews, the Gentiles. I want to reach all people. And friends, we're about reaching all people. Whether you're red, yellow, black, or white, you're welcome at People's Church. I'm glad you're here. Whether you're rich, middle class, or poor, you're welcome at People's Church. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, or don't know what you are. You're welcome at People's Church. I don't care your denomination. I don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Nazarene, Church of Christ, Church of God in Christ, and my favorite's heathen. You're welcome at People's Church. We're not trying to keep people out. We're trying to get people in. And if you don't understand that people's church is about reaching lost people, you'll never love this church. If you don't understand that we exist for people that do not know Jesus, you'll always have questions about why we do what we do. You'll be sitting there thinking, why do we have events like Easterland and Back to the Movies and Wild World? Why do we do all of that stuff? I'll tell you why to reach people for Jesus. Here's what the Bible says in Luke chapter 14, verse 23. Then the master told his servants, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. And we want to compel people to come to church to hear the good news about Jesus Christ. And we want to make it easy for you to be able to invite your friends and family who don't know Jesus to church. Now, I love church, so I love all kinds of church. So I'm not a church basher. I love church. But how many of you have ever been to a church that you loved, but you didn't love it enough to invite your friends to? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, I don't know what Sister Gulakali going to do today. I don't know what she's going to do. Uh, she's going to break out the tamarind, bust it on top of his head. A fly's going to fly around and bust somebody in the head. I mean, and you was like, I love this church, but I don't love it enough to invite anybody to. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't know what craziness is going to happen today. We, we don't want that kind of church. We want to have a church on Sundays where you can invite your friends and family who do not know Jesus. Sunday is the primary, primary vehicle we use to reach the lost people with the good news of Jesus Christ. We want to make it easy for you to bring your friends and your family to Easterland to ride rides. And we always do it on Sunday. We don't have Easterland on Thursday. Uh-uh, we're going to have it when I'm preaching. I want you to hear Jesus and the gospel and experience our kids' ministry and, and be able to give you an opportunity to know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. And friends, next week is Friends Day. Thousands of donuts because your friends will come. Come on, tell them. Have some, come, come, come eat some Krispy Kreme with me. And then I'm going to share Jesus with them. We want to make it easy for you to get your friends and family here to hear the good news of Jesus. And I encourage you to get people here for Friends Day next week. Don't come alone. If you don't understand that we're here to reach lost people, you'll never love this church and you'll always have questions. You'll be asking questions like, why are people coming to church all messed up? Pastor, you let people like that come to this church? Yes. Let me say something. 
we are not a country club. We are a hospital for hurting, broken, lost, confused people. It's okay not to be okay. Come just like you are. Pastor, I saw some people smoking in the parking lot. Good. Come just like you are. This is not a country club, folks. We're trying to reach people who are confused and broken, who don't know Jesus. Come just like you are. Pastor, you let those kind of folks come? I mean, you know they don't have it together. You mean them? Yes, them. And you better be nice to them or we'll kick you out. Come on, we're trying to reach people with the good news of Jesus. He changes lives. If you don't understand we're here to reach lost people, you'll be wondering, Pastor, sometimes people take my seat. And some of y'all roll your eyes at them. Stop that. I had one staff member that told me, said uh, one of our campuses, there's one individual, somebody takes their seat, they look at them and say, excuse me, baby, can you, stop that. We're trying to reach people. This church is not just here for you. It's here for those who are not here yet. I hope they take your seat and your parking spot. We're trying to reach people for Jesus. We're not just here for us. We're here for them. You'll never understand this church and love this church if you don't understand that we're here to reach lost people because you'll wonder, why do we give a salvation altar call every Sunday? Pastor, is every Sunday necessary? Every Sunday you give a salvation altar, it don't matter what you preach on. Because we believe people are coming who don't know Jesus every single Sunday. And we want to give them an opportunity to encounter God's grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. And when you know God, your next step is to take a next step. We're about next steps. So if you do know God already, ready, like next week is a next step, water baptism. We want to help you take your next step. And if you have not been baptized in water or you got baptized for all the wrong reasons, and we say that a lot around here at People's Church, because I got baptized for all the wrong reasons as a kid. I did it for grandma and to be cool. And then when I gave my heart to Christ as a teenager at 17, I got, I got re-baptized in water, but I did it because I wanted to serve Jesus. And next week is your next step. Get water baptized. Out in the lobby following this service is a table. Would you sign up? It's a baptism table to all of our campuses. Sign up to be water baptized. Take your next step. If you know God, now get water baptized. Next Sunday on Friends Day is going to be a celebration as many get water baptized. Our vision at People's Church is to know God. Number two, grow in God. Everybody say, grow in God. We want to help people know God, and we want to help people grow in God. You see, friends, when you give your life to Christ, it's not the end, it's the beginning. God's plan is for each of us to become more and more like Jesus every single day. C.S. Lewis said, the Christian does not think God loves us because we are good but that God will make us good because he loves us. And friends, God wants to make us good. He wants to change us to become more like Jesus, and spiritual growth happens best in relationships. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16 says, he makes the whole body fit together. God has designed us to be together, to fit together perfectly, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow. Now, notice this. God's plan is that we help each other grow. And growth takes place best in the context 
of relationships when we're together. It says, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And friends, if you're going to be healthy, full of love, if you're going to find freedom over your past, over your hurts, hangups, and habits, you will have to find a small group of Christians that will help you grow. That's God's plan. God's plan is for us to grow best in relationships. You say, Pastor, I don't believe that. I believe I grow best by listening to your sermons. And I wish that was true. Because I spent a lot of hours every week studying and researching and praying and crafting messages. And I wish that you grew best by just hearing me preach. But it's not true. Now, now my preaching is a catalyst that leads you to growth. But my preaching alone doesn't change your life. I can prove it to you. Name 10 sermons I preached that changed your life. Name them now. You, you, can't, you can't remember what I preached two weeks ago. It hurts my feelings. I work hard to preach. And you can't remember? Like, I don't know what you preached. It was good. It's, it's just true. But if I say name 10 people who have helped to change your life, Everybody can do that. If I say name 10 people, you say, well, you know, grandma, and I remember my, my aunt, and then there was an uncle, and I, my dad, my mom, or it was a school teacher. I remember it was a coach one time that said, and I, I, you know, it was a coworker. No, it was a student at school, and all of us can name somebody who helped to change our life because a life change happens best in the context of relationships, and that's why growing God, that component for us is all about small groups. We grow best in small groups in community. And one of the things that we're going to be shifting here at People's Church is to put a strong emphasis on this so that every event that we do, we're going to be, the purpose will be to launch small groups out of it. So when we have prayer and fasting, we want to launch prayer groups out of that because some of you have a burden to pray, a call to pray. We're actually wiring up something right now for that to be able to take place out of the prayer and fasting time. When we have the marriage conference, we want to enrich marriages and relationships, but one of the primary goals is to help launch small groups that couples can get together because we realize we grow best in our strength and in the context of relationships. When we have Day of Hope, we realize some of you have a passion and a call for outreach, and we want to help you find each other so that you can start doing weekly or monthly outreaches in the community. We want to launch outreach small groups. When, whenever we're having an event, we want to help you connect. Whether that's a ladies event, we want to launch ladies groups. When we have a men's event, we want to launch men's group. We believe you grow best in a small group context. It's so vital to your spiritual growth. And we have small groups in semesters around here at People's Church. So we have a January through first part of May, we have a, a semester there. And then there's a summer semester. We take a break then. We start in June and go through July. That's a summer semester. Then we go start kick up again end of August, more likely around September, and we go through November. We have three semesters of small groups because it gives you on-ramps and off-ramps. So that, you, you know, sometimes you're in a group and you know what? You go, that season for me is kind of up and I, I something else that piques my interest or I'm needing in my life right now. So now you can go to another group or maybe you're, you're at a place where you want to start leading a group. And so you can start leading a group. So we have small groups in semesters. And it's important to understand our Wednesday night component. If you've been around here a long time, we had something called Wednesday night connection. And it's kind of shifted over time into small groups on Wednesday nights. 
Now, I've never went public with it, and I'm doing that now to cast vision. So here's kind of our goal on Wednesday nights is we want to have an opportunity, an environment for you to be able to host a small group right here at the church. Your small group can meet here, and we want to provide free child care for you because that's a hindrance for some people. So we'll have free child care. And our Wednesday nights, we're not going to continue to offer classes for kids. We're going to have child care beginning in March. And the purpose for that is so that you can be able to bring your children and they be loved on and cared for while you connect and have your small group time. It's our vision as we move forward. We're not ready for it yet. We'll have to wire up some systems for it, but it's our vision that you'll even be able to come, drop your child off on a Wednesday night, and then go have your small group off-site and then come back and pick them up. We're not ready for that right now because some of y'all drop them off won't come back for four hours. No. Uh-uh. No. You wouldn't. No. But we're going to get it wired up because we believe small groups are vital and we want you to overcome the child compo care component and provide that for you. And Wednesday night starting in March, that's what we're going to be shifting into our, our kids ministry in that way and providing this so that you can have your small group right at one of our campuses. And I'm really excited as well that this year we're starting deeper nights. Everybody say deeper. This is for Christians. So once a month beginning on May the 2nd, we're going to have almost every month, the first Wednesday of the month, it won't be every month, but almost every month on the first Wednesday, starting May the 2nd, we're going to have a deeper night where you can come. We're going to have extended worship. We're going to have communion during our deeper nights. We're going to be able to pray and just lay hands on you and believe God for miracles and for him to work in your heart and in your life. And our first deeper night we got planned for May the 2nd, and one of your favorite preachers is coming. Robert Madu is kicking off our deeper night. And it's just going to be a great, great time of extended worship and communion and prayer time. It's just for our believers to grow deeper in Christ, so we're excited for that. And also when we start talking about small groups and growing in the Lord, I want you to know that my wife, our children are at an age, my wife has been biting and jumping to get just launch into ministry. She has a call in her life, and she's going to be helping to head up our small group ministry across all of our campuses and working with our small group pastors to take our small groups to a whole new level of effectiveness and to help people grow in God. And one thing my wife's going to be doing is she's working with all the small group ministries. She has a real passion as well for our women's ministry and Chica's. And Chica's has been a one-night event that's happened once or twice a year. And she's shifting that to something she's calling sisterhood. Her, her, my wife's passion and my passion is to actually see women growing by, through relationships, not just a, an event, but through relationships. We want to see this for our men, couples. We want to see you growing. And my wife, uh, she wants to share with you just for a moment about the vision from Chica's hood, Chica's to sisterhood that's starting this year. Check out this video. Ladies. As we begin 2018, I'm super excited to announce the launch of Sisterhood. Sisterhood is more than a one-night event. It's an ongoing movement focused on growing in the Lord as we live life together. The heart of Sisterhood is found in Ecclesiastes 4.10. If either of them falls down, one can help them up. But pity anyone who falls down and has no one to help them up. 
Sisterhood is about women locking arms and connecting hearts. It's about encouraging one another through godly friendships and supporting one another so that when one of us falls down, we have a sisterhood to help us up. This year, we will be launching Sisterhood Small Groups, and we will also be hosting a one-night women's event on August 31st with special guest Priscilla Shire. We'll be sure to keep you in the loop, so watch for announcements. And ladies, my love for you is deep. And it's my passion that each of you would grow in God and that your life-giving friendships would deepen through small groups. We are better together. I look forward to connecting with you as I visit our OKC campuses this spring. We're just getting started and I'm full of expectation for all that God is going to do through sisterhood. Everybody say, know God. Everybody say, grow in God. The third part of our vision is discover your purpose. Everybody say, discover your purpose. God has a purpose for your life. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, for we are God's handiwork. God has created you. You're God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Friends, God created you to do good works. He created you with a purpose, for a purpose, and God's purpose for your life was prepared for you in advance. Before you were ever born, God created you with a purpose and a plan for your life. Understand something, God has given you a unique personality. He's given you passions and gifts and talents to do good works. And here's the reality. If you don't discover God's purpose for your life and live it out, you will live an unfulfilled life. I don't care how successful you are at your career. If you do not live out God's purpose, you will live unfulfilled. And I want to help you, our church, to discover your God-given purpose. We're on a mission as a church to help you know your purpose and the plan that God has for your life. And that's why we, 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 we kind of put aside first step and upgraded it to growth track, which is literally designed to help you discover your God-given purpose. In this class, not only do I teach it and share the vision and, and share so much about people's church, but we also in that class give you a spiritual gift assessment, a, a personality assessment. You learn about yourself and how God wired you and the passions God's created you with to help you discover your purpose so that God can use you to do good things to build his kingdom. Let me say this to you. Would you get to growth track? Next Sunday, we start Growth Track the very first week. Week one of Growth Track starts next Sunday. You can use your connection card today. Just, you, just fill out your name, and there's a place for you to check. I want to attend Growth Track. And just drop it in the offering bucket at the end of the service. Listen, get to Growth Track. We want to help you discover your purpose. God created you for a purpose. He's uniquely designed you. And we want to help you discover that in growth track. Number four is this. The fourth part of our vision is make a difference. Know God, our Sunday services, helping people know God. Grow in God, small groups. Discover your purpose, growth track. Number four, make a difference. 
Serve on the dream team. God's created you to make a difference. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds or pastors, and teachers. God gave them, why? Verse 12, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. If you're a Christian, you're a saint. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Friends, God created you to make a difference. He has given you a ministry. I, I told you this a couple of weeks ago, and I believe it with all of my heart. You're a minister. You keep thinking I'm the minister. You're a minister. God has given you a ministry. And our pastoral staff, our job is to literally equip you, is to train you to live out God's call on your life, to live out God's call to accomplish the ministry that he has given you. And we want to equip you. We want to do an even better job in training you. We've been talking as a staff of how can we do a better job investing in our dream team. Everybody who serves in a ministry at People's Church, we call you the dream team around here. You're making God's dream happen. And we're thinking, how can we better equip you, train you? Because God's called you to be a minister. And you're going to be seeing us do some things differently this year to better invest in your life, to help you live out God's dream for your life and to accomplish the ministry he's given you. And one of the ways we're going to do this is we're going to have a, our first time ever having a dream team workshop. Check out this. Dream Team Workshop. All of our Oklahoma City metro campuses are going to converge on March the 3rd right here at the Oklahoma City campus. I'm going to cast some vision to you. We're going to laugh and have some fun. And then we're going to actually equip you and train you. Whatever ministry that you're involved in, we're going to have some hands-on training, a workshop that you can be more effective in what God's called you to do. The first time ever a Dream Team workshop. If you serve on the Dream Team, mark it on your calendar. Be here from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. I want to equip you. I want to invest in your life. You're a leader. You have a ministry. You need equipped. You need to be invested in. And I want to do that for you on March the 3rd. And our staff is fired up to invest in your life. You are a minister and you're created to make a difference. Hear me today. And when you serve in a ministry, you're not just making a difference. You're changing lives. You're changing lives. There's a lady named Shantae Hitch who at the age of seven years old, she was molested by a teenage boy. It's horrible, and she felt like she couldn't tell anybody the hurt and pain of being molested. And, and then at the age of 10, she was molested again by another teenage boy. Confused, hurting, full of pain. At the age of 16, at a, at a school function, someone told her that her parents are not her parents. And she found out from someone else that she was adopted, hurt, confused. Her biological parents didn't want her to know that. And she's looking for identity and who she is, confused. By the age of 20, Shantae was married with two children and yet still empty and unfulfilled and searching and looking for answers and confused about her identity, trying to fit into all the different crowds and groups to find identity. She describes it so well. She says, I was in quicksand. 
and as time went on, the more I moved forward in life, I just got more entrenched in the quicksand. I couldn't move forward. And by the age of 38 years old, Shantae had had two broken relationships. She was confused, hurting. She was facing severe depression. And she did not believe in the existence of God. And through our marketing here at People's Church, Shantae, on Easter of last year, 2017, Easterland was happening and Shantae came to church on Easter weekend. She sat there and worshiped and heard the message. And at the end of the message, there was a video for some of, some of our church people talking about how God had changed their life. And she thought to herself as she watched that video, she felt like God was speaking right to her. And she thought if God can change them, maybe he can change me. And Shantae came back to church the next week thinking, man, if God changed them, he can change me. And she came back the next week. She, she surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. And on May the 14th last year, 2017, our 15-year anniversary service, Shantae was baptized in water. And not only, so awesome, not only was she baptized in water, she went to first step. She graduated our first step class. She got plugged into serving in a ministry. She serves on our first impressions team. Shantae went to a small group with people that could identify with her and went through some of the same struggles, and she got in a small group and began to grow in God. Today, Shantae is a small group leader, serves on the first impression team, and Shantae said, I'm a better mom and a better person because Jesus changed her life here at People's Church. Check out Shantae. Come on. Come on. Can we thank God, church? Can we thank God that Jesus changes lives when you serve you're not just making a difference you're changing lives one life at a time every single week people come to know Jesus Christ here at People's Church when you serve when you do all that you do lives are changed by the power of Jesus Christ